Respectfully. 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 A Melanated Therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Rade. And I'm Dimitri, and this is Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Thanks for that, friend. How are you? (laughs) I'm well. How are you? I am making it. Okay, chugging along here. You know what? Actually, I'm sorry. Let me. Okay, because I do this to my clients. Because you know, automatic response is I'm okay, I'm fine, all that stuff. And then I pull up a feelings chart, and then now we got six or seven feelings you don't feel today. Oh, no, right? So let me. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> I am tired. So no I'm sorry, listeners. It's automatic response, but I'm tired. I have a lot on my plate. Um, but this is a pleasurable experience. So. We go. We go. Go from now. <laughs> yes, retweet to that. Definitely exhausted. I'm looking tired, but we're here, and you know, honestly, one of the favorite parts of my day. All right, y'all. So, in a previous episode, we discussed forgiveness, and last week we talked about healing within relationships. So, this week we're going to be focusing on the importance of apologies. By definition, an apology is a regretful acknowledgement of an offense or um, a failure. However, there is power in apologizing and it benefits all parties involved. Apologies can, you know, also help a person feel better about themselves while giving them closure. For the receiver of an apology, an apology is often a way of saying, I care about you or um, giving them back some dignity. Also, for the receiver, an apology is a power is powerful because it reflects how much we know the pain can run deep for that person about whatever the offense was for them. Um, mm-hmm. As for the giver of the apology, extending an apology is an act of saying "I'm sorry," and it typically feels like a weight has been lifted off of them. Uh, it may not make up for their mistake, but it does provide them with closure and the space to release some of the guilt that they feel um, inside for themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as I as I think about, you know, as we're talking about the definition of an apology, because mm-hmm. I know you're going to talk about effectivity of an apology. I, <laughs> quick story here. Growing up, I used to always, always, always get like in trouble or like my parents used to always be like, uh-uh, stop with that. Because whenever I would apologize, I would just say, my bad, right? And my parents were like, (laughs) that is not an apology. Like, it's just not. (laughs) Like, don't, my bad, nothing. Like, girl. (laughs) And so I just, I thought that was funny to share just right before we go into what is an effective apology. Because now, Mm -hmm. as an adult, I definitely don't, my bad, me, when, like, it is especially something serious, so to speak. So. Mm-hmm. And just a little snippet of that before we we transition on. But, you know, my mom um, told me, she was like, I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She was like, stop saying you're sorry because you're not a sorry person. She was like, say you apologize and what you apologize for. Um, 
she was like, if you just say, oh, I'm sorry for if I hurt you in any way. She was like, don't nobody want no blanket apology. You need to go mm-hmm. in. And if you're not sure what you've done, then you need to ask them what you've done to hurt them. And then you apologize. And then you state why you're apologizing so that they know it's real. Yeah. Okay. Well, that actually leads us into the next part, which right? is, so what makes an apology a good or effective one? So we have a few, you know, little tips here. Um, The first one is be sincere and honest. You know, ultimately it shows the receiver that you understand the consequences of your actions and you are willing to take responsibility for them. The next tip is express regret and remorse by being humble and genuine in your delivery, which support and supports your role in accepting responsibility for your actions. Now, the next one is offering an explanation for your behavior and not an excuse. Ultimately, you want to avoid making excuses for your behavior to avoid trying to paint yourself in a good light because ultimately the apology is not about you. It's about the the receiver and their feelings. Next tip is agree to make changes in the future. Now, this is an essential component of an apology and shows that you are not just sorry for what has happened, but you care about them enough to ensure that that mistake doesn't happen again. I'm going to read that one more time. Mm -hmm. Agree to make changes in the future. This is an essential component of an apology and shows that you are not just sorry for what has happened, but you care about them enough to ensure that the mistake doesn't happen again. Marinate hmm. on that one. Hmm. Okay. And then the next tip is request forgiveness from the other person. Now, you want to ensure that you are sensitive to the other person's feelings as they may not want to forgive you immediately, which is fine. However, it does call for patience and understanding on your end. Ultimately, you cannot force someone into forgiving you just because you may be ashamed of what happened or too worried about your own reputation. And then the last tip is forgive yourself. Mm. You cannot initiate the healing process or effectively move forward if you don't forgive yourself. If you don't, it is likely that you will carry that guilt or shame with you into the next incident with your partner or a future relationship. Well, there it is there. Yeah, I had to say that second one again because I feel like, you know, be like, oh, I'm sorry for X, Y, Z, um, and then we move on. But no, talk to me about how we're going to make some changes right. in the future. What's the actual resolve right. from this? The resolve is not, uh, the p- apology is not the resolve, the, the, which people probably think it is. But the resolve is you having that open discussion about what is going to be different moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's the resolve, not the apology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think this has actually been something that has always thrown me about apologies when people, especially when you're continuing a relationship, whether that's friendship, whatever, with that person, right? Is mm-hmm. if you were going to apologize, the intent behind the apology is that you did not mean for it to have the impact that it did. And that you recognize the inappropriateness of whatever the action or whatever was said was. Mm -hmm. And so the intention behind this is if you're going to apologize, it means something is going to change. Right. Okay. It does not mean things will stay the same. Right. It does not mean things are going to stay the same. (laughs) Now, if, and that being said, I don't mean that you're going to change overnight in the behavior, the occurrence is going to stop. But what I do mean is right. that there is going to be effort and the acknowledgement exactly. with the apology, with the discussion included, that discussion should also involve if I do mess up again, here's how we can deal with it. Here's how I would like you to bring it to me that I'm doing that thing again. Here is how we can work together 
with regard to this behavior, right? Like that is, mm-hmm. that's what Demetrius is talking about here. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Come through <laughs> marriage and family therapist. <laughs> nah, that still <laughs> throws me every time you say it. <laughs> okay. So how often do you find yourself apologizing? And is it usually for the same thing? Not often. Let me stop. Um, <laughs> so, true story. So, men, I won't say many moons ago because I'm really, I'm not old. But a while ago, um, when I was in my early 20s, um, I would apologize, but it would be challenging for me. And the reason that it would be challenging for me is not to really understand my missteps mm-hmm. or how I may have, you know, um, inadvertently hurt someone's feelings or whatever the case may be is it was tied to my need for perfectionism mm-hmm. and, in, and to say I'm sorry and acknowledge or take accountability for things as wrong as it was people um, I didn't want to because I'm like okay well then that means I'm wrong and if I'm wrong I'm not perfect and if I'm not perfect then I'm not me you know, that was the narrative that I had. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, through more experiences and more meaningful and substantial relationships in my life, and of course, therapy, I always going to promote therapy. Um, I learned that, you know, it has nothing about, it has nothing to do with me being a bad person or, right. you know, everything is not always about me being right in a sense. And when I realized that, then it was easier for me to say, you know what, I apologize for X, Y, Z. Um, that was not my intention, et cetera, et cetera. And it became easier to do it. Um, so now I don't have a problem apologizing. Like, you know, when someone brings something to my attention, I'm like, okay, Demetri. Now I ain't gonna lie. Cause you know, God's still working on me. So it's a little sting at first. Cause I'm like, well, wait a minute. What you mean? I did something wrong. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, Demetri, breathe, coping skills, focus breathing. Um, now let's think about this. Look at it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. What did you do, or what? You, what? Well, what you remember doing versus what they said. Look at it. Okay, I can see how that baby perceived that way. Mm-hmm. So you know, I want to apologize to my friend for their experience and my perceived behavior, and then let them know what my intentions were, and then come up with that resolve on the back end to say, okay, moving forward, this is how we're going to handle this. Kind of like what Rade said at the the end of her uh, statement not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so to now circle back to your question, um, it's not. I wouldn't say often and not because I'm perfect or anything like that, but I'm always mindful of how I'm showing up in the situation and what I'm bringing to the situation. So, you know, me being mindful of that kind of, you know, helps me keep my emotions in check, that emotional regulation so that I'm not, you know, popping off or going down a path that I'm going to later have to apologize for because there was something else going on with me emotionally that I didn't um, work through already or that I didn't talk to that person about um, as we're, you know, in whatever situation we're in. Um, But what I can say is I do apologize when necessary. When I say when necessary, it's not when someone brings it to me, but I I reflect, I do a lot of self-reflection. So if I look at a situation like, okay, I think I might have come off a little too harsh, or I may have hurt this person's feelings based on their reaction to whatever statement I may have made or whatever the case may be. So then I'm like, okay, even if they haven't brought it to me, I'm going to go to them and say, hey, I'm feeling a little X, Y, Z because I think, you know, the way I said it may have come off too harsh or that I may have hurt your feelings. 
<laughs> so that's me taking accountability for something, uh, for a behavior, even if they perceive it that way or not, but me taking um, accountability for a behavior that I don't like within myself. Mm-hmm. Now, when someone comes to me now, like I said, I process it, look at it from their perspective, try to be, you know, try to empathize with them. And then from there, go with the apology. So I offer apologies when they're due, but I wouldn't say it's often. But at the, besides, I keep my circle small. So if your circle is small, then you, you, you well, for me, I'm, I'm a lot of not going to pop off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, and when I do apologize, it's not for the same thing. It's usually something different. I do my best to put the things that I'm, you know, the behaviors or things that I've done that warranted an apology in this little box, this little box I have in my brain that, okay, Dimitri, this is something that you need to catch your eye on. When someone is talking about this topic or someone's coming at you with this type of energy, make sure that you approach it this way. Mm-hmm. Or make sure that you, you know, ask to talk about it later if it's becoming too much for you emotionally and you don't want to potentially say something that you may regret or need to apologize for later, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would say my, my experience is very similar to yours with uh, struggling to apologize when younger. Um, mm-hmm. Because, and I feel like that was more of a, a defense mechanism, right, to being a perfectionist mm-hmm. and things like that. I can mm-hmm. 1,000% agree with that. Um, and actually, when I recognized that, I started to apologize more. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. I think for me, it, especially, you know, as a woman, that shows up differently. And people looked at me as being a, like, a know-it-all. Or thinking I knew it all because of Mm. my struggle to be redirected based on me being a perfectionist. Um, Mm. I feel that. Yeah. And just, or being really bitchy, you know, things like that. Um, Because too, I think when I was even trying to understand other people or explain my intentions to them for them to understand me, there was, the apology still wasn't there. It's like, okay, I understand. Thanks. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was mm-hmm. just like great. Real got brush it. Off. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and so, or like I said, my bad. Right. Like yeah. it was that. Yeah. <laughs> um as for do, do I find myself often apologizing? Um, I apologize when I need to. Mm-hmm. I I feel like. Um, I think that I have gotten a lot better about, or I know that I've gotten a lot better about apologizing when necessary. And just like you were saying, Demetri, mm-hmm. being able to recognize when something feels like it doesn't align with my values and who I want to be, mm-hmm. I'm going to apologize mm-hmm. because yep. that is not who you know me to be. And that's not who I know me to be. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. I've even started apologizing to myself. A lot more, you know. Amen. Amen. Like, that is the often apologizing I find myself doing is the apologies mm-hmm. to myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, and no, it's usually not for the same things when it comes to other people. Apologies to myself are the reason it's so often, I think it's because it's about the same thing. Uh like yeah. negative self-talk, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not giving mm-hmm. myself grace. But when it comes to other people, um my my apologies are based in me wanting to mend the relationship and make sure it continues mm-hmm. to grow. And so mm-hmm. 
when I apologize, I'm making sure I know what I'm apologizing about. So that's the reason it's not often for me is, or I'm not going to say it just, it happens super often. It's because if I don't understand what I'm apologizing for, then I'm not going to do it. I need to make sure I'm understanding because it it holds Mm -hmm. no weight outside of that. I'll say it won't mean anything. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that being said, you know, I want to make a quick note here to make sure that if someone is requesting an apology from you or you're requesting an apology from someone else, make sure all parties have an understanding of what what is the issue um, and why mm-hmm. the apology, apology is necessary. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So next question that I have for you, friend, um, is why are apologies important to you? And do you have a way that you prefer people to apologize to you? So, yeah, I feel like we kind of discussed the second half of this question. But, yes, so um, mm-hmm. apologies are important to me because it it shows that, one, that you care about your behavior and how it impacts me and our relationship as a whole. Um, it tells me who you are as a person. Right. It tells me your character. No, it tells me um, what who what kind of person are you in particular? And so it looks like, are you apologizing to me because, you know, you care about this relationship, you understand the wrongdoing and so forth? Are you apologizing to me just for me to apologize to you? Like, apologies are important in the respect of, you know, acknowledgement that this relationship matters and that I matter to you. Um, Absolutely. That's important for me, which Knowing that I matter to you is about knowing that the boundaries that we have or the boundaries that I have as an individual, you respect them. That's what the apology starts to see. The feelings that I have, you respect them. The apology starts to acknowledge those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so do I have a way that I prefer people to apologize? Well, yeah, we talked about that earlier, which was, you know, make sure you have an understanding of what you're apologizing for. Um, the first thing I will say is, is ask me first if I'm in a place to even receive your apology or to even have the Mm -hmm. conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. because if I'm not, then the conversation will go nowhere and there will, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm that person that like, if I'm not ready to have a conversation with you, I will just be looking at you like I'm crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to need a remix. Right. We're just going to have to do it again, and it's probably going to make shit worse. <laughs> so ask first, right? right? And mm-hmm. from there, um, I think it's important that, or I prefer that people verify why they think I was upset or my feelings were hurt or whatever to begin with mm-hmm. before they give mm-hmm. the apology. Because I kid you not, if you come at me apologizing about some shit that don't matter, <laughs> I'm be right. like... So you don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. so you don't mm-hmm. get it, right? Like, mm-hmm. now, th- or if you just come to me and just be like, okay, I'm sorry. For what? Like right. Demetrix said. Right. So, like, know what you're apologizing for because then it's just like a blanket apology. It has no weight. It is, it can be thrown away at any moment. And this is how I know the behavior will reoccur if we don't even know what we're apologizing for. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about you? You know. Um, much like what you just said, um, you know, I feel like uh, apologies are important to me because, you know, all of the relationships that I have that 
for the people that I care about and love. Um, I want them to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like apologies and accountability and responsibility, all of those things go into making a relationship meaningful. So I feel like apologizing for when we misstep or when we um, someone brings to our attention that we misstepped against them, that like Rade said, it helps the relationship grow. Mm-hmm. You know, and make sure that things are not stagnant or that we're not in a space to where we could both end up hurting each other. You know what I mean? So I think it's important just to, you know, make sure that, you know, you your meaningful relationships stay meaningful. And if there are, you know, relationships that are, you're just now getting into, that you're setting a good foundation of how you want that emotional communication or that emotional experience to be when someone gets their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. So building that behavior or that model of how we communicate that we've been hurt and how we process and and resolve and work through those challenges within the relationship. Um, As far as um, a way that I prefer people to apologize for, um, you kind of said it before, but I think the the biggest thing for me, um, definitely being sincere and honest, genuine, but more than anything, um, it's really indicating why you're apologizing and then discussing the resolve and how we can make changes in the future so that we don't find ourselves back in that that same space. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. there is a also a huge part of me that like if you don't want to apologize, please don't. Like I rather you come to me and be like, Rade, like I do not feel like I was wrong. Like I feel mm-hmm. like X, Y, and Z. Like, if we have to have that conversation, then let's have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But right, rather right. than you just being like, I'm sorry, to just mold things over and it doesn't really even hold weight for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, like it's I would I like to have very honest, straightforward, no BS mm-hmm. conversations and they will look mm-hmm. like. Girl, like, I don't want to apologize to you because I just don't feel like you were seeing my point of view, blah, blah, blah. Like, all the things, whatever you mm-hmm. got to say, mm-hmm. say it to me because I know I can receive that. Absolutely. But you made a good point and I'm going I'm to I'm retweet it. <laughs> Basically, if the apology don't mean, for the giver, that is, if the apology doesn't mean anything to you, then nine times out of ten, probably ten out of ten, it's not going to mean anything <laughs> for the receiver. Right. Period. Like, why are we wasting okay. my time? <laughs> Listen, and yours, because right, you're not no, even sorry. You're not even sorry. All right, right. y'all. <laughs> Time for the therapist. <laughs> Time for the therapist has off section. So, Dimitri, um, do you have the first question? Yes. So, the first question is, I noticed that most people in my life struggle with accountability and don't apologize as often as I think they should. Does this say anything about me? How, also, how can I address this with them? Mm, okay. Um. <laughs> Um, does this say anything about you? Well, one, um, people don't have to apologize as often as you think they should. They're going to apologize as often as they think that they should. Correct. Um, so that's the first thing. And I think when it, okay, when I'm looking at this question, all I'm thinking is don't personalize people not apologizing. As you heard me and Demetri talk about this. Our lack of apologies in the past had less to do with the other person and more to do with ourselves. Yes. So that's the first thing that like just comes up for me. The next thing is, is that I think I don't what this says about you 
that you can appreciate somebody being accountable and apologizing to acknowledge their behavior. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know that's it. There, I don't think there's anything wrong about you wanting apologies. Now, I do think mm-hmm. that this can be tripped up a bit when you may want apologies from other people, but you're not giving them. Um, you know, as well when necessary. Um, To address this with them, I think it's going to be important for you to sit down and have one-on-one conversations with people about how you're Mm -hmm. feeling about their lack of presence within the relationship and ability to recognize, understand, empathize with your feelings and what is showing up for you um, Mm -hmm. and how their behaviors or things that they have said um, have impacted you you know so mm-hmm. having those conversations are going to be important i don't think that having conversations to tell people i think you need to apologize to me is i don't know how effective that will be um to be honest with you i don't think it'll be effective because the issue here is is that they don't have the understanding of what they're apologizing for and why you're asking for this mm-hmm. and maybe they do however if the, if you're struggling with people that's that take a like that don't take accountability, you're going to have to have a different approach anyway than just you need to apologize mm-hmm. to me. Um, and so, like I said, having those conversations around how their behavior, things that they're saying is impacting you and why it's important mm-hmm. that, you know, you feel that you guys have these conversations and that apologies are shared amongst, you know, the relationship is going to be very key in having to address that with them if you're going to address it. But I don't think mm-hmm. this says anything negative about who you are. I just think it is Mm -hmm. you can appreciate when someone takes accountability for their behavior. Just make sure you're doing the same thing. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that, friend. Um, There's nothing new to add, but I'm just going to support what what you just said. And I think it's very important um, to understand that you can't force someone else to be accountable. You can Mm -hmm. only be accountable for your behavior and your feelings. Mm -hmm. So that's communicating that to them. And then just seeing what happens, seeing if they take accountability and apologize. If not, then how do you reconcile that situation within yourself? What's next for you if that doesn't happen? But I think a very important piece of what Rade said is really making sure that you're understanding or you're be yourself aware of, did that person actually do something wrong to you or are you just triggered? Mm-hmm. by something that felt familiar mm-hmm. because sometimes we're triggered and we think that the person is doing something wrong when ultimately they may not actually be doing something wrong you just may have been triggered by a certain way they looked when they said it or a certain way their voice sounded when they said it or the way they moved when they said it so you know we could be triggered by anything but it doesn't necessarily mean that that person has has transgressed against us you know right. what i mean right um so I think that's the important piece of it. And like Rodney said, there's nothing, there's the only thing I would say that it says about you is basically what Rodney said is ultimately accountability means a lot to you. Mm-hmm. So when we go back to that list of, you know, uh, when we're talking about partners in our um, previous relationship, then, you know, is that a non-negotiable? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is that something that you need in a relationship. And I'm not saying that there's no one out here walking around saying, I don't need accountability in a relationship. But, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to your core values and your core beliefs, how high is accountability on, on that your list? Words? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Now for the next question from a listener. 
I've apologized so much in my life that I'm not sure that they hold weight anymore. I'm wondering if I should just stop saying that I apologize and just show people through my actions. What do you guys think? Woo, okay. So we kind of just talked about that just a tad bit, but I'm kind of glad this question came up so we can kind of expand a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, first, the first question that pops in my head, what are you apologizing for? Right. And then after figuring out what you're apologizing for, is this really about other people or is this something going on with you that we haven't became aware of? Yeah. Now, on the other side of that, um, how are you apologizing? Are you just giving a blanket, I'm sorry, or are you actually acknowledging what you're sorry for? Um, and like I said, sometimes when we we may feel that we have misstepped based on the values and the beliefs that we hold, but that very thing may not even be the thing that bothers someone or something that they are looking for an apology for. Mm-hmm. So if you're not saying what you're apologizing for, you don't give that person the ability to clarify if that was problematic for them or that they feel like you need to be accountable for that behavior or if it's actually something completely different. Like Rada said earlier, like, I mean, so you don't get it. Right. You know, that happens in reverse. Mm-hmm. So you have to give that other person the opportunity to confirm or deny that what you bring into the table is actually something that's important to them and something that you need to apologize for because it may not even be what you think it is right. when you're coming from that space. Now, when someone comes to you and tells you that, oh, okay, well, you hurt my feelings because of X, Y, Z, then it's on you to do that, that self-reflection to determine, okay, I see what they're saying. I need to be accountable for that, even though it wasn't my intention. Mm-hmm. You know? And then... um, No, I don't think you should ever stop apologizing. I feel like that is how we learn. That is how we grow. That is how we, you know, accept ourselves for who we are, as well as the things that we need to work on. Um, And then you follow it up through actions. So both of those should remain. This more of my story. Listen. Mm, That is that. (laughs) What about you, Rade? (laughs) What I will say here is that I want to start off by saying our apologies only lose weight when the action doesn't follow anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this question made me think of when I was working with um, community corrections, we used to do this um, metaphoric, symbolic kind of moment about apologies where mm-hmm. we would um, poke holes through paper. So I want, listener, I want you to imagine holes poked through a paper, okay, just all over the paper. And those are all of the apologies that have been given. The Mm -hmm. damage has been done to that paper, i.e. other people involved in whatever behaviors you are engaging in. Mm -hmm. The apologies will start to lose weight because the same behaviors have continued to occur. You've continued to apologize about the same things. So the damage is there. Mm -hmm. The issue is the lack of change that is going to possibly, quote unquote, repair the paper, right? You can tape it up mm-hmm. in different areas, all of those things <laughs> through mm-hmm. the apology and the action, but not just the apologies itself. Because the apology, all that's doing is leaving more holes in that paper when it's just an apology mm-hmm. and that's it. That's what I yeah. thought about when I saw this. And so when I, when I read this question, and so I agree with you, Demetric. I think... No, you never stop apologizing, but be more intentional mm-hmm. about your apologies and add the action to it. Um, Hello. Because you cannot, 
you just can't do one without the other. Um, especially because two, just doing actions, I think leaves people to wonder about level of consistency and reliability. Now I don't have your word to go off of. I just have to assume you'll be there. No. Mm. Right. Like it, that doesn't really make sense. Right. Like this, mm-hmm. that literally sounds like me and Demetric, um, saying, okay, we're going to do this podcast together. And then I show up for a recording and I'm just assuming he's there. We didn't even talk about dates, time, nothing. Like that's what that feels like. <laughs> it's just like, well, I yeah. thought you were going to, what thought you're going to be there. Right. Like it's, it's that mm-hmm. it's given that a lot of it <laughs> so just, yeah like no but that's real talk friend that's real talk friend and you know when you start getting into that space and you start watering down stuff mm-hmm. then you're chipping that so it's almost like relation uh, each relationship is a bubble and inside of all these different words and and concepts and views and beliefs and if you're not doing basically what Rade said, then you're chipping away at the part that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. Every time you do that and you basically give a a, a loose apology with no follow-up mm-hmm. change in behavior, you're chipping away at meaningful. Yep. And as you're chipping away at meaningful, now the trust and the vulnerability in the relationship is starting to crumble. And before you know it, now we're six to six months to a year in and not a whole damn bubble done burst. Mm-hmm. And now the relationship is just tossing now. Yep. You know, okay. Well, I ain't gonna I mean, let me step off this soapbox because that almost went down a whole nother lane. And that no, one, but uh, I mean, yes, though, <laughs> like literally, yes. Like, and I, <laughs> I, I just, I think this is an important question because I see this happen a lot, especially mm-hmm. like I said when I was working in community corrections. Actually, a lot of my clients used to be like, "I'm just gonna stop saying anything. They don't even know I'm here right now. I'm just gonna do the work." And it's like, okay. Sure. But they are not now they're not here for the process of you doing the work. Right. But also it's fear. I feel mm-hmm. like fear comes up for me when I hear that because ultimately you're running right. from accountability. Because if you tell somebody that you're going to meetings or you going to therapy mm-hmm. or you in treatment, then that means that they're gonna hold you accountable, accountable to, to continue to go to treatment. And ultimately that doesn't show that you're supporting yourself. Which is that exactly doesn't show is. that you're confident in your ability to make it through that treatment because you keeping it to yourself. So that way, if you mess up, then you don't have to correct mm-hmm. anything with the people who knew you were going. So ultimately, you're hiding from that accountability. Yep. When that should be a time that you're bringing those people, those supportive and meaningful relationships into that healing or treatment process because that's what's going to help keep you, make you and keep you successful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think... So honestly, to wrap this up in a boat, because I I think I lost this earlier because I was literally about to say something very similar earlier in the episode. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad you brought it up because it made me like <laughs> kind of come back to this. Ultimately, if you are in fear of apologizing or being held accountable, you are not ready to do the change yet. Okay. You are not ready to stick to that change yet. And you need to figure out why. What is causing that mm-hmm. disruption in that? And, you know, with, with lack of apologies, I want you to think about how often you are not following through with things, period. Just mm-hmm. like across mm-hmm. the board. Because mm-hmm. if you can't be held accountable to modify behavior that you recognize is imp- inappropriate, 
then mm-hmm. what do you do when you're the only one that recognizes the inappropriate behavior with yourself? Are you not mm-hmm. making any changes? Are you not trying to grow and evolve? What is happening? So mm-hmm. I think that is just something that's very important to to look at all, all the time. Okay. I completely agree. I, I just, I don't feel like nothing else needs to be added to that. We're going to go ahead and seal and tie that with a bow and ship that on off to the masses. <laughs> There's that. Um, <laughs> <sighs> but, all right, fam, let's move on to um, our earth lesson of the week. So apologies require acknowledgement, accountability, vulnerability, authenticity, and pure intentions for the feelings of the individual we have wrong. Rewind. Apologies require acknowledgement, accountability, vulnerability, authenticity, and pure intentions for the feelings of the individuals we have wrong. So that kind of echoes back to what me and Rade was saying. Apologies are more for the receiver than they are for the giver. Ultimately, there are benefits for both and power in both, but it's all about the receiver and that person's feelings. Give apologies that are sincere and honest, not ones that are self-serving or unintentional. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your questions or topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. Peace, y'all. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. therapist.